Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, we got a tough episode today. Uh, first hockey, first blues hockey game in five months, and, and they lost. And the season's already over. And the season's already over. That's it. All in one. <laughs> We're done. Trade the team. Yep. Start Jake Allen. Uh, Alex Dean should be on the first line. Uh, Justin Falk. Should have never been traded. I don't know. I'm just thinking about the knee-jerk. Yeah, just thinking about all the knee-jerk reactions. No, um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a bit of a tough game. But there definitely some positives takeaways. So Tommy and I are going to get into that as well as just break down some of the other games from across the league and then preview the the amazing uh, March Madness esque weekend that we have ahead of us because I'm I'm very excited for that. Um, first things first, though, Tommy. Let's uh, let's get the hard part out of the way. Last night's game, Blues Blackhawks. Uh, 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 I don't even know where to start. Uh, I think uh, I forgot who tweeted it out, but it looked to me like the like it just like the boys weren't up to like game speed, which is yeah. fine, all things considered. I mean, you take a huge liaison like that, um, it's going to take some time to get back in the swing of the things. The good thing is for Blues fans and the players alike, uh, is that they do have that time because, like, right. I mean, not that this isn't meaningful hockey because we're getting close to the playoffs here, but even, like, the round-robin games aren't necessarily, like, meaningful, you know? Just right. based you, off of matchups. Match right, up. if you come out and you really struggle in the round-robin games, it's not going to absolutely devastate your chances. I mean, obviously, you want to do as, as well as possible to get, you know, the best possible playoff matchup, but the Blues do are fortunate enough to benefit from having some time to sort of get back up to that game of speed um, as much as it sucks to see them lose and get shut out and, you know, um, potentially struggle in the round robin, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like if, if it does, you know, it, it, the silver lining is the game's, they have a little bit more time before their games matter compared to other teams. You know, they have a full extra round where they can, where they can afford to be a little, a little slow and shaky and not have it absolutely kill their chances. And I think you said it best in your tweet, Tommy. I really liked the way you put it is when you said you learn a lot more about yourself when you lose than when you win. And I think that's an absolutely perfect way to put it. Um, If you look at the blues team from last year, they were clearly motivated by losing. Um, whether it be going to last place and then going to first place, but also Jordan Bennington's absurd stats in games after losses. I remember that was like one of the biggest highlights of the entire playoff run was just how amazing, like when the Blues lost a game, you could basically come out and say, all right, yep, well, it's fine because they'll win the next one. Because they yeah, don't exactly. in a row. I'm not sure if we, I mean, maybe once or twice we lost twice in a row in the playoffs, but... It, yeah, it, it was, was it was, was very rare. It was very very rare. Um, so we know this team can bounce back, and and they've proven themselves many many a times over. So I'm not worried at all about that loss. Yeah, and I think that's the main. I think that's the main difference between the two teams because obviously they're both coming off of like a long stretch where neither of them played hockey. But like Chicago has to be ready. It has to essentially get ready to game for him like immediately. You know because they're playing meaningful hockey right away. And the Blues have that time so they can kind of casually do it, not risk injuries, not risk, not risk uh, exerting themselves too hard, but at the cost of losing an exhibition game. Like, I feel like that's a fair trade. Right. Um, but also, also, I think it's, it's fair to say that the Blues, like, because of that, we're never going to get to their 
full physical 100% like grind it out style of play because they don't want to have injuries in a game that doesn't matter because they don't want to overexert themselves and wear themselves out in a marathon, especially this long because it's extended. Um, so I think, I think it's fair for the knee jerk reaction to fans to be like, Oh, we got shut out for nothing by the Blackhawks. We beat them every game this season. I get it. It's never fun losing to a rival. Um, but at the same time, kind of have like, the inner scope to realize there's a bigger picture here and it is a marathon, not a sprint. And that this game in the long course of things matters zero, you know? Right. So. Especially in the sense that it's an exhibition game. It's, it's essentially a preseason game. That's how we yeah. can look at it. Um, Use it as a building block. And, you know, it's very easy to see a loss and, and panic, but just think back to last season think about all the tough losses that this team faced last season where some part of you as a fan was convinced damn this is the one this is the one that's gonna break the up and recover back. from right yeah. because i feel like there were so so many times where they had their backs up against the wall and and we were like there's no way they're gonna pull this off again this this is it you know, game seven, double overtime. This is it. This is when they're going to get unlucky and the stars are going to go down in a rush and and, and put, put home a, a dirty goal to end the season. Or, great, the Sharks just got lucky, got away with a hand pass. This is it. This is the adversity we're not going to recover from. Or, Blues just went down the Stanley Cup final. Um, not recovering from that one either. They just got absolutely blown out. You know, there's so many times where, like, it seems like, okay, that's it. No way. Blues are last place in the league. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious there's one. so many times, yeah. Um, if, there's any, if there's any time that you can ignore losses and have faith in, in a team's ability to have success, it's this Blues team. Because they were. we saw how, how Jekyll and Hyde the team can be last year. Uh, I, think, I think that's a good way to put it is... is they're they're either going to be really 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 good or really 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 bad. There's no in between. Yeah, um, and I think speaking of in betweens, um, it looks like the Blues had. We kind of called it on the pod, no? Like if we're going to struggle during a period, it's going to be the second period. The second period, yeah. I thought of that. <laughs> as soon as they scored both those goals, I was like, damn, we kind of kind of nailed that one on the head. But um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, some positive takeaways. Uh, Robert Thomas, dude. He I don't know what I don't know what happened. <laughs> But, like, I don't know if it's just from the fact of not seeing him, which it could be, but he looks even better than I remember. He looks more He looks more comfortable out there. I wouldn't even say he, he looks, like, better per se. Like, I don't think he's his skills and his and his ability has progressed as right. I just think I think it's a lot of a comfort thing. Like, you know, we've always known he has the potential to do those things. It's just sometimes he grips the stick a little too tightly, makes an unnecessary pass, doesn't hesitates a bit on shooting or passing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think this the talent and the skill has always been there. It's just a matter of him having the confidence and the and the wherewithal to be able to execute that on an NHL level, on NHL ice with NHL players. You know, it, it, it's just it's so much faster than. Right. Juniors, AHL. And even, the slightest, even the slightest hesitation can be the difference between like you scoring a goal and the goalie making a fantastic save, you know. And I feel like I feel like yeah. you kind of like you touched on it, but that that hesitation, like I don't think we're seeing as big of a hesitation now. Like before, maybe you just like uh, would like second guess passes or like maybe I can't make that or something. I don't know. But now it looks like 
everything he does is like knee jerk reaction, split decision right. happens immediately. And if like, if he's going down, he's going down with this decision. He's not going to second guess. Right. And I think it's paying dividends. And I, yeah, I wouldn't even say like he was doubting himself beforehand. I think it's just the process of making the decision is just too much time. You can't say, Oh, Tyler Bozak's over there. Should I pass to him? No, you just got to, you just got, it's just got to be like a, a hockey sense. Like, immediate, yeah, the, the, right. It needs to be your immediate reaction is just pass, shoot, whatever. And, and, and that comes with experience. That comes with comfort. That comes with trusting your line mates and trusting your team and trusting your coaching and trusting your goaltender. Um, so when you have a team like this, that really is a uh, built to compete, but also built to compete with, I think you could argue every single player contributing equally. Um, in their own unique way. I, I think it really allows for guys to thrive in both individually and as a unit, because when these players thrive individually, they, they're so cohesive and, and they stick together and like they, they work together so well that it allows them to elevate everyone's play around them when they're playing well on their own. Yeah. And I think, I think he also said in an interview with 101 ESPN uh, that this is like the longest or this was the longest stretch of time he's ever gone without playing hockey. And it gave him time to focus on like working out and like physical strength. So like the fact, not the fact that he's like weak by any means, um, but if like Robert Thomas becomes just a full blown gym rat, it's scary to think of like the ceiling for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, because I think he's one of those guys that can think the game at a really elite level, and and the skills come kind of naturally to him. And, and you know, he's never going to be the never going to go out there and score fifty goals and put up like one hundred and twenty points. He's not going to be that guy. I mean, maybe he will be, but it, that's not really what his 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 skill type is. He's more so just going to be that guy that's just going to gonna go out there and just you don't have to worry about him showing up you know i feel like that's what makes a great player is you don't have to say like okay he's great but is he gonna have an off night and i feel like a lot of the blues like i think that's one of vladimir tarasenko's biggest flaws um and that just comes with 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 a player of his archetype just a heavy sniper is if he goes up against him if he goes up in a game where he's getting you know really glued defensively they're really shutting him down he he doesn't impact the game that much and that's fine you know that's expected with a guy like him that's not that's not a criticism of him that's just what you get in a player like Vladimir Tarasenko a guy like Robert Thomas yeah he's not gonna he's not as much like a a high risk high reward he's not gonna go out there and score four goals and just absolutely dominate the game but he's gonna go out there night in night out and most of the time create a net positive effect whenever he's on the ice and that's that's a lot that's a lot to have in in a young player yeah i got i got i got a bold prediction on the tip of my tongue here should i let it rip all right i'm ready i'm ready hit me all right in two years two years from now Mm. robert thomas is gonna lead the blues in assists Ooh, i like that i like calling it Nicole, hey, let's. Uh, How confident I am in this kid's ability. Same. I, I would love that. Well, let's see. Before we uh, before we jump into the, the next part of today's episode, I do want to tell everybody about a really important cause that we here at Locked On really care about is the Special Olympics in Missouri. Um, so, Chiefs and Blues fans, whatever you are, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, this is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. Uh, right now, you have a chance to help support the Special Olympics. Plus. There's also a raffle for a brand new 2020 GMC uh, 4x4 truck. So you can go to SOMO, 
somo.org slash raffle. Click the big green button that says buy truck tickets and you could buy some tickets and all uh, the proceeds go to benefit Special Olympics, which is great. October 31st is your last day to enter, uh, but don't wait till then because there are still other prizes that are going to be uh, rewarded along the way. So let's go to somo.org slash raffle to buy tickets, $20 for five tickets, and then you get one free. And it also, like I said, goes to a great cause. Um, The Special Olympics Missouri, almost 17,000 athletes statewide compete year-round in 16 official Olympic-type sports. Um, They haven't really been able to train or compete since March due to the pandemic, but they've still been offering uh, virtual at-home programming in sports, health, wellness, and leadership and life skills. So they've still been maintaining uh, their pledge to help the community in, in, in this uh, trying time, which is awesome to see. They're the world's largest health organization for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, and uh, people with intellectual disabilities have a life expectancy that is 16 years less than the average person. But SOMO is changing that through education, exercise, and nutrition um, throughout all of this. So like I said, can't stress enough how good of a cause this is. Um, please definitely go check them out. They offer leadership, life skills training that teach and encourage people with intellectual disabilities to take on leadership roles, not only within their movement, but in their entire communities as well. They offer classes on public speaking, governance, technology, photography, health and wellness, coaching, independent independent living skills, and so much more. It is such a good cause, and you can go and support it for super cheap and be entered into a raffle to win a truck. So go to somo.org, S-O-M-O dot org slash raffle, and we'll be right back with the second part of today's episode. All right, Tom. Where are we going next? I, I have a good, uh, I have a good fun fact that I that I, I read before the episode. Um, do you know the you know the you know that Twitter meme? That's the the, the, the dude from like the Rugrats talking really fast. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the <laughs> like, 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 Yeah. <laughs> um. So you 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 referenced it quickly. That's what the kind. That's what the referee sounded like uh, on that first Blues penalty, if you recall. Uh, it's like a couple games too. I don't know what's going on with their mics. So, I read um, uh, Jeremy Rutherford posted an article in the Athletic, um, and he explained that the audio is on a five-second delay um, for the, for all games, so that when like someone says a naughty word, uh, oh, they can like... they can censor it. And in the ref announcements, when the refs are announcing the penalties and players are skating by, NHL players have a tendency to not always agree with the penalty that is called on them. So they may have some choice words for the official that may happen at the same time as the penalty announcement. So... Yeah, they they the, the 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 word he used was they garbled the audio. And if you listen, there was one in the the Canes Caps game where if you listen closely, it's just very clearly like an audio track that they hit like reverse on or whatever. Yeah. It, it it sounds like you're you're you know hitting rewind on a cassette tape. But I think that's 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 some Black Mirror shit right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's so scary. It's like. A mini, a mini, like a tiny little five second delay is enough to make the referee sound, make make every fan at home like look around and, and worry that they just had a stroke or something. Like, yeah, dude. Because honestly, like, I think in the seventies, <laughs> like, there were like, conspiracies about like if you play songs backwards or something, like, it sounds like the devil like speaking, like saying something, and like they didn't want kids listening to it. So now that they're like, I don't know, it sounds like almost satanic to me. 
Well, yeah, it's 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 one of those like uncanny valley things where it's like it's close enough to being normal to where you don't notice it at first, but then if you really pay attention to it, it makes you feel really uneasy and uncomfortable because you're like, yeah. that's that's almost right, but it's just wrong enough to make me to make me on edge. Like, yeah, uneasy. Yeah. Like if I was like listening to that in the background, I'd be like, okay, he just has a very heavy French Canadian accent, and he announced the penalty. But then you like actually listen to it, and it's just like it's just like everybody to be able to be able to be there, and you're like, what? Hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I just right that? Have you ever seen that YouTube video that it's just called like what English sounds to not what English sounds like to non English speakers? I've not. No, it's so trippy. It's like it's like it's like this. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's like a, a short short film almost. It's like these these people in various situations like talking in like an English style cadence and dialect and like they're saying words that sound like English, but they're not in it. In, in, it, it sounds like what I would imagine English sounds like to people who don't speak English. And it's so weird. And that's what it reminded me of. It's like, it's like, it's just close enough to be normal. And I'm like, wait, what, 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 what do you say? One more time. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of getting close to normal, um, <laughs> The Blues had a couple guys go down with injuries in the game, or seemingly like injuries. It could have been equipment, I don't know, but they hopped off the ice. Um, so that's pretty close to normal for for, for this team, right? Right. Uh, but it's a good thing we have depth. I think it was Sammy Blaine, uh, Carl Gunnarsson, right? Uh, I believe so. The Gunnarsson one looked pretty bad. He took the puck right off the inside of his knee. They yeah, to see that. Um, yeah, I mean that could be that could be bad. That could be like a broken kneecap, or that could just be like a really bad bone bruise because uh, right, yeah. that that hurts really bad. Taking a puck off of somewhere where you're in a padding, it, it, it not fun. Yeah, not a fun. But time. thankfully, they both came back. So. We'll see yep. what happens going forward. Um, Oscar Sundquist looked okay. Um, Gunnarsson Gunnarsson did return after his injury, by the way, as did Blay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, not too much to initially worry about there. Right, exactly. Um, Alexander Steen didn't play, uh, but Baruby said he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine, pretty much. And it's a maintenance day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Vince Dunn's stream. It looks like he's doing okay. I think they're just taking precautions with him. Yeah. Um, but he also said that the team – so I asked him about the dress code <laughs> because I know people like watching, like like seeing all the drip pictures. of Like, did you see that one of Austin Matthews? And someone yeah. tell me, like, how, <laughs> how much his outfit cost. It was, like, over, like, $3,000 or something. Yeah, it's absurd. He's just dripped out of his mind. Um, but Vince Dunn said that – there is no dress code for the team. Like they're not doing suit or like casual. You can basically just wear what you want, but the team decided as a whole that they're going to go like kind of casual, but more like towards a clean side. So he said like a lot of guys are wearing like polos and slacks and stuff. So like the zip up jacket that Barubi was rocking on the bench. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I need to get my hand on one of those. Yeah. I think people underestimate how like jacked Craig Barubi is because like the suit kind of like covers it up a little bit. The guys, the guy's a hammer. Craig, Craig Ruby could could put me in a headlock, flex his bicep, and pop my head like a watermelon. <laughs> you like a zit. Like those like those videos where you put rubber bands around a watermelon until it explodes. Yeah. That's what would happen to my head if Craig oh, Ruby just gave it, a, gave, gave it a nice little... Dude, he's a stud. He's a beat Probably one of the coolest coaches in the league by far. Brenda Moore's up there, too. Brenda Moore is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just guys that, that uh, could... could could beat the shit out of their players, yeah, and that's exactly. why the best of the players yeah, uh, on the line. Back to the jaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of good coaches, uh, 
good stuff in general. You ever looking for a good place to buy some auto parts? Why not check out rockauto.com? With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why would you endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while Counterman orders the parts to his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry, charging you too much, whatever. You have computers and phones with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers on online for nearly 20 years you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks to delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably no reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and we'll be right back with the end of today's episode all right so the blues are zero and one we got real games starting saturday sunday first one being sunday First one being Sunday, 6.30, Blues, Abs. <sighs> going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. I don't know. I'm nervous, honestly. Because the Abs have had our number this season. Then again, we've had Chicago's number this season. So I feel like anything can go at this point. Uh, but it's going to be... Going to be a heavyweight battle, that's for sure. Yeah, there's no no question about that. It is going to be, uh, it is gonna it's gonna take a lot. It's gonna it's gonna be a tough one for the for the boys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they came out kind of flat like they did yesterday and, and right. suffered yeah. a loss. I think that's what I think that's kind of one of the what one of the blue what one of the blues struggles. My goodness, um, is that they and it looks like he hasn't missed a step. Either. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the You're Blues take a little bit more to get going. Yeah. And I think, like I said, it goes back to how they really play as one cohesive unit rather than five individual players on the ice. It, it, so I think that that chemistry takes a little bit of time to rebuild and, and gel. But like once they get going, you know, there there's going to be no stopping that train. So right. it's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll see. I'm looking but, at a tweet right now. Um, um from STL Blues Views, which if you don't follow them, you should because they've got quality content. But um, it said, rank the order of who you want the Blues to play after the round round. So I feel like that'd be kind of a good topic to touch on like who's your ideal opponent yeah i mean we're, we're getting towards the end so let's just do let's just let's do one let's do number one and number eight the one team we most want to play and the team we least want okay to play. gotcha most uh, want to play number one i feel like mine's still gotta be chicago you think it's chicago just cut dude like everyone else just feels like they have better teams I'm going to go... The intensity there, like, I feel like would be... I feel like it'd be a good precursor 
to get into the playoffs, you know, because I feel like there's games where the blues could drop against the Blackhawks and be like, they'd still be okay. But towards the end of it, they'd be like building momentum and be like, all right, like screw these guys. It's our rivals. And then like get fired up and then carry that momentum through the rest of the playoffs. I would agree. I don't think the Blackhawks are number one on my list. They might be number two, but looking through these teams um, and I'll read them off to you. I'll, I'll, I'll see if you can pick up on the, one team has something that has has some factor that no other team has. Chicago, Minnesota, Calgary, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Edmonton, Arizona, Nashville. My pick for number one is Winnipeg. Why do you think that is, Tommy? I'm not sure. Why? Kicked their ass last year. Okay. That's who's Blues beat them in the playoffs last year. Um, none of the other teams who have the Blues haven't beaten them in the playoffs in recent memory, except for Minnesota. But that was a while ago. Completely different team. They know that they know this Winnipeg team. They can beat this Winnipeg team. They can match up against this Winnipeg team. I don't know. I don't know if I would say that that's my preferred matchup, but that would be the matchup I think I would be most confident in because they've done it before and they went on to win a cup. So the confidence I think would be there. Um, I do think they have a better team. So I think that the familiarity and playing a team like that would help them get back up to full speed, um, but also just the con- having the confidence and knowing that you can beat them before. I'll be honest, team- I was thinking about putting Winnipeg at eight. Really? <laughs> I was. Just because, like what you said, they play us before in the playoffs and we beat them and we went on to win the Stanley Cup, right? So that's extra motivation for them to come out and just play beyond what they're capable of, you know? Um, especially in the first round series that the Blues are still trying to find and get their feet under them. And then that could be another factor, I guess, in the outcome. And Connor Hellebuck should be an easy shoe-in for Vesna. And as we've seen in the playoffs, a goalie can make or break a series. That's true. Steal one at that. And I feel like if anyone in this playoffs is capable of stealing a series, it's Connor Hellebuck. So... Now, I'm gonna go with my eight team. Seven or eight. I'm gonna go with my eight, my eighth team that he might at least want to play. Um, I'm gonna stick along the the similar the, the the Connor route that you're going on. It's a different Connor though. Um, Connor McDavid. Yeah, that's gotta be down there. Edmonton Oilers do not want to play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, nope. <laughs> Leon Seidel, Connor McDavid. Nope. That's it. That's all I need to hear. I, I, I don't I do not want to face a playoff hungry Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um they are going to wreak havoc in the playoffs. And I don't really want to be on the wrong end of that. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I'd have to agree with that for sure. They'd probably be, my seven and eight would probably be Winnipeg and Edmonton. I don't know where they're at. You can interchange them probably, but yeah, dude, that Edmonton team is scary, especially with a hungry Connor McDavid who looks better than he has. He looks faster. One game, but dude, it looks like he's just not even trying out there, skating with his eyes closed, not even looking at the goal and he's scoring on him five hole. Like, are you kidding me? He needs they need a new league for Connor McDavid. It's too easy for him. He should play. He should play. He should play with the. Sometimes when like I would be playing like squirt hockey, like when I was really young, and we would like scrimmage against the coaches. The coaches would flip their sticks around, so they have to play with like the butt end of their stick. I think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, he'd probably still score like thirty. Yeah, probably. If he had to use the 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 butt end of his stick and only could like push the puck into the ice and like move it around, he he might be even better. Let's be honest. <laughs> um. All right. I think that's all we got for today. Honorable mention, honorable mention, though, before we go, is I feel like this Minnesota team is oh my very, God. Similar, 
Very oh similar. Oh my god. To the Blues team last. Not year. you too. Just as a dark horse. I don't first, think first Jody now you. Everybody. But I would not be surprised. I think Minnesota and Philadelphia, even though I don't think they're really a dark horse at this point, but I feel like they're kind of like have the momentum that you see like going into playoffs where they're capable of upsetting a lot of teams. And I think I would agree. If the Blues underestimate them, I don't know. I wouldn't like to see it. Yeah, we will see starting Sunday. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I think that's all we got for today. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed hockey starting back up. Hope you enjoyed the Blues game. I know it wasn't the best result, but we got plenty more to go. Um, more episodes. Yeah, yeah. Episode coming tomorrow, Friday. Last one of the week. Hopefully going to be a gauntlet if Joey uh, emerges from his slumber. Uh, at any point soon and then we should be up to five episodes a week next week when we will have plenty to cover that's for sure looking forward to it follow us on instagram and twitter at lockdown blues to stay up to date with everything that we're putting out um follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl follow tommy on twitter at 12 shirt 15 and that's all we got so thanks so much for listening enjoy the rest of your day enjoy your weekend watch some hockey um free joe kelly And as always, let's go Blues.